<laughs> Welcome to the George Rockle Schmidt Show, the worst podcast on the internet. Welcome to the George Rockle Schmidt Show. Today, as ever, I'm with Damien. Say hello, Damien. Hello. And we're going to be trying to discuss Indiana Jones 4 and what it would have been like if it wasn't like the film that it actually is already. Oh. Should we clarify Ooh. that we didn't set any kind of brief here or just jump straight into it and cut this out? I think if anyone's listened to the previous nine podcasts, I think that's probably assumed. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like there was a little bit of prep in the like first two episodes, um, <laughs> but shortly after that, it, it was straight off a diving board. Um, we're only humoring you guys by what by listening, um, but you know, you we can tell you try to like fuck all tangents. The podcast, I think, <laughs> this should have been called. Um, so before we start that. Um, I have a, a Facebook message here from uh, so Eric Roberts from Savannah, Georgia, uh, says this: an idea for the Bible movie. The end times are upon us, and all existence is fouled. In the midst of the chaos, Hellboy must track down the returned Christ. Once together, the misunderstood heroes find more about themselves than they ever knew, including the true extent of unconditional love. I think that's very disrespectful, Eric. <laughs> I, think, I think if you 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 know you listen to us. In the last podcast, you'd know that we have a lot of respect for the Bible and all its shit. <laughs> I, I was wondering where you were going with that, and didn't, and you didn't disappoint. So, Damien, Indiana Jones 4, can you believe that it's almost 10 years old? Yes. I mean, yes. I mean, I, I remember only, only the other day people seemed to be coming out saying... I can't believe they're doing an Indiana Jones 4. Can you believe they're doing an Indiana Jones 4? What the fuck are they doing, doing an Indiana Jones 4? Oh, my God. See, my experience was different. I was quite curious. I was like, oh, that's, they're making Indiana Jones 4. I will go see this. And I did. Um, I did oh, find did it, you? Yeah, I did. Um, I've only seen it once, and that was, yeah, 10 years ago upon release. And subsequently, every time... I, was, I think I've seen the better part of the movie in its entirety a couple of times, just in the footage on these shitbox reviews um, online quite a few times. Um, it feels quite fresh in my memory, but I would say, yeah, it's... I suppose it has been a fucking long time. Yeah, which definitely explains the CGI monkeys. I mean, I think Spielberg and Lucas are very ambitious with their CGI. I think it's almost, you know, um, it's something... It's almost admirable, but... the. I don't know, but the sheer volume of CGI in their respective movies, I just don't think is, I don't think it's going to, even nowadays, I don't think it's like good enough to really kind of, you know, I don't, I don't like what I'm about to say, to kind of do justice to their visions, for lack of a better word, for lack of a better phrase. Well, I mean, I think there's a lot of CGI which goes unnoticed, that goes unnoticed, that you, um, you know, I mean that's 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 good CGI when you don't know it's there. That's good CGI. Like I always say, you know, Fury Road has great CGI because they they mix it in with practical effects and because they planned how to do it. And I guess they understood a bit more. Yeah, um, I would say yeah. I I, I totally agree. That's the, I would say one of the best CGI effects I've ever s seen is in Apollo thirteen, um, right? Which is really quite old, but it's when. Uh, I, I think I imagine it's Tom Hanks. It's one of the yeah. uh, the, the, the three, and they're putting yeah, Tom, the Tom Hanks actually had a, a coleslaw which <laughs> which took up like a third. No, no, of no. His no face. We can't call it call it a coleslaw. It was a bubo. 
It was disgusting. Like half of his face was not recognisable, but they managed to mask it yeah. beautifully. Do you remember? Do you remember in the nineties where Tom Hanks had AIDS for six months for charity? <laughs> but so no, I would say um, the best, one of the best uh, CGI effects. It's uh, yeah, it's as he's putting on the helmet, which has this you know mirrored surface, but it's it's dead on. It's um, and as he's putting the helmet on, you just don't see any cameras at all. I think that's genius. And right. Should, okay. The way it's shot, the camera is obviously directly in front of this helmet. It's a it's a very tight close up, um, and he just puts it on. You just see like the 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 bunker around him, and you know uh, his colleagues and what have you. And obviously, they've just edited out the the crew. But it's uh, it's it's really eloquent. It's it's very simple. It's um, but it yeah, you just don't realize that that's that's a that's a CGI effect. It's, well, it, it's invisible. Maybe the camera was just really far away. Damn. <laughs> maybe they were shooting through some glass, which was slightly angled so that you can't see the camera. Damn. Are you sure it was, C- are you sure it was CGI? Oh, it, yeah, if you type it... Oh, never mind. Yeah, because now I'm getting into kind of people saying that they didn't land on the moon. Never mind, forget about that. <laughs> You're getting into... You'll come twice, you'll come twice in five minutes. <laughs> this game is so sexy. Because I often see when I read these game reviews, I see, you know, what's the longevity of the game? What are the graphics like? Uh, you know, is there any DLC? What's the multiplayer like? How sexy is the game? <laughs> <laughs> and ha- we have, uh, and obviously that's quite, that's a, that's a huge area then. And you have to define parameters for said sexiness. And that, again, Sim- is a, like another 200 word essay right there. Sid Meier's Trains, yeah, it's 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 a fun game. You can play it for a long time, but it is very sexy. It's a little bit too sexy for what it's it wants to be. Sexy. Yeah. Yes, those trains have, have quite the gleam on them. Oh dear, oh. very well oiled, very well oiled, very well oiled. No bueno. <laughs> Some would argue too, you know, poorly coded. <laughs> The oil is poorly coded. Oh dear. So what do we? So okay, what do we think about Indiana Jones Four? Because I, uh, I think that people, people were very disappointed by it, but I'm not sure it has a, a level of hate. I've always heard of uh, heard it uh, spoken with quite a bit of disdain. Um, I, I always thought there was quite yeah, a bit of hate well, for it personally. Um, okay, all right, okay. I I remember really loathing it and the. Uh, in the cinemas, I'm really kind of feeling quite upset that I was, that I and you know I was excited to see the movie. Um, well, but, I mean, I I, th- I think I like you. I, you know, I really like the first three mm-hmm. um, because it was the sort of film that was on every Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I liked about the first three as well was you didn't have to watch them in chronological order; they were their own adventures. You know, and 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 sure. There was a chronology to them, but you could just watch an Indiana Jones, you know, and it wouldn't and be that, kind of, it, yeah, and that was it, you know. Oh, which one are you watching? I'm watching the one with his dad. Yeah, I do remember because as a kid, um, I'd always confuse um, Lost Ark and uh, yeah. the, oh, fuck it, what is the name of the third one? Raiders of the Lost Ark and Raiders of the Last Crusade and Raiders of the Temple of Doom, I right. think, are the names of... <laughs> Raiders being the key. Like, it shouldn't have been... All right, here's how we improve Indiana Jones. We just call it Raiders. Raiders of the 
Crystal Skull. Raiders of the Lost Temple of the Ark in the Lost Temple, which contains a Crystal Skull. Which raids? Raiders. I, I associate Crystal Skulls with 50 Cent. <laughs> it was very unbecoming for an Indiana Jones movie. I could, like, dispense with all that sci-fi. I can look past all that sci-fi shit. It's just I thought the Crystal Skulls... I thought the crystal skull itself was just far too gaudy, far too gauche. Well, like, and it was better well than that. Oh, yeah, Indiana Jones, we're looking for the special homeopathic remedy. <laughs> I mean, crystal skull, <laughs> fuck off. It's like when Indiana, uh, Indy's being tortured by the Russians and they, instead of setting down uh, the crystal skull, they've just brewed some witch hazel and they've just got it under his nose like uh, smelling salts and he's just going out of his fucking mind. Ah, ah, it smells so rich. <laughs> My sinuses. They're invigorated, but also polluted. <laughs> Don't you know? Flawless um, impressions, as per usual. Okay, so, so you, you were in the cinema when this happened. Uh, so 2008, you were 30. What did you think? <laughs> you were still alive. <laughs> you, were still, you were very much alive. When did it lose you? I mean, I think the caution bomb was lit um, uh, yeah, with the, the, the prairie dog. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was going to say that. That that's kind of when I thought, oh. And I thought, fine. Yeah. Um, but I'll be patient. That's fine. It's the first twenty seconds. I think it's a, even for me. It's a little bit too early to kind of shit on it. Um. Yeah. I mean. Okay. This, yeah. I mean. I mean. I don't. I still don't quite understand what that was all about. Because as soon as I saw that, I thought, it's this fucking Caddyshack now? Are we? Yeah, Ooh. right. But whatever. I mean, I, I even... I I mean, that I, gopher was vaporized by the nuclear blast, right? <laughs> That's what they don't tell you. Right. That's why it had to be CGI. Because that was a real nuclear bomb that they detonated. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it wasn't like a real nuclear bomb, but it was, you know, quite a devastating incendiary device. That was well, shot in the middle of the Mojave. The fact that... You no, know, the, the real miracle here is how they recovered that footage. So I think I think Indiana Jones 4 lost me when I heard about Indiana Jones 4 and then I remembered that it wasn't 1989. <laughs> Ooh. Because I'm going to say something which no one has ever said before. Harrison Ford is too old in Indiana Jones 4. And I mean that with respect. I like I like Harrison Ford a lot. But Indiana it's like it's like saying we're going to cast Frank Langella as the next James Bond. Like no. <laughs> the guy's too old. Yeah, he's he's a great actor and everything, but he's too fucking old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I didn't mind that so much. I kind of, I, okay. I was looking forward to something. I, I like the I, idea of him being crusty and old, um, and just oh, being do? miserable the whole way through. But um, I think one of his opening lines, he was kind of sighing. I don't know, probably about his hip or something. And then he was shortly followed by Ray Winston, and that's when the second caution bulb was lit. Oh, you know, I, I knew so. I knew somebody who worked on a short film, and I was on set on this short film, not doing anything. I was just on set waiting for them because I was going to like go out and have a beer with them or something. And Ray Winston was on there for some reason. He had his phone out and he was showing someone a picture of his daughter, and someone said, "Oh, she looks nice." And he did this thing of like, "Oh no, don't you go messing with my daughter? I'll break your face." And it's like, <laughs> "Dude, just turn it off. You're a fucking actor. You're not hard. You're a fucking actor." Why, oh, sonny, what's this? What's this? Sir? 
I mean, well, I mean, Ray Winston is like a fucking bulldog. Like, if he ever managed to catch up to you, you just have to, like, shake him off your leg. Yeah, yeah. And like a bulldog, he has the same kind of congenital breathing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, congenital breathing disorders because of his flat face. <laughs> oh, no. Ray, 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 what's it? What is it? What is it? It's pork scratchings, Ray. It's pork scratchings. Go get them. <laughs> so Straight Ray into was... a combine harvester. <laughs> So it's come from this like mild <laughs> contempt of the actor to, to wishing death upon him. I like Ray Winston. I've met All Ray right, Winston. So, <laughs> <laughs> so in that opening shot in the warehouse in Indiana Jones 4, for inexplicably, there is a combine harvester, right? <laughs> Indy's got a pack of pork scratchings. I don't know why. He doesn't even like pork scratchings. So, okay, so in that opening shot, so there's a combine harvester... The problem is, is the Russian ha- Russians have the keys. Right. Yes, yeah. But the thing is, is Indy's got 43 acres. <laughs> <laughs> and the Russians have only got 23. <laughs> 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 because this, it's, still, it's still set, what, you know, late you 50s, know what the, 60s? You um, know what the problem with Indiana Jones 4 is? There's not enough West Country accents in it. <laughs> It's not congenial enough. I mean, sure, it's supposed to be the Cold War, but I want to see the Russians and the Americans getting along. And if they can't, you know, help them help them out with their agricultural endeavours, then I don't want to watch this movie anymore. There's not enough people eating ambrosia. <laughs> yeah, he's old, so he must be eating pudding. Where's my pudding? <laughs> Indiana Jones 5. Where's my pudding? So, okay, so going back to Indiana Jones 4, so I guess we disagree. I think I think Indiana Jones was was too old. I didn't want to see Indiana Jones as an older man. And that's it. I don't want to think of him as old and I don't I, I never wanted to think of young Indiana Jones either. Mm-hmm. Um I you know, I never got that. I don't know. I don't I didn't want to see him old. Yeah, fair enough. But um, I would say one of the saving graces of this movie um, <clears throat> was at the end where they kind of uh, they kind of this dick tease um, at the wedding where Indy drops his hat and Shia LaBeouf picks it up and it's obviously sequel baiting. Um, and at that point, I'd completely like given I've given up hope of ever liking this movie. And um, he puts on the hat. The movie the the the, uh, the score comes in and it pretty much cuts the credits. But isn't it not sequel baiting though? Because, like, uh, Mutt almost gets the hat, and then Mutt, Jesus Christ, Shia LaBeouf almost gets the hat, and then he swipes then it back. Yes, no, I could, yeah, I remember that. He swipes yeah, it yeah, back. Yeah. No, I, well, I always read that as you know, as a sequel baiting. I could have sworn I read something about you know, they were testing the waters for like another movie. They were maybe they may be talking about like a series centered around Shia LaBeouf. You know, after that. And yeah, so it's a saving grace because none of that stuff came to pass. It was just, I mean, the movie itself I, was like a shameful, diminished return anyway. And the fact that they tried that and it fell on its ass, I, I consider quite gratifying, really. Yeah, but it did make quite a lot of money. I'm sure, but I, th- I think, uh, it, I think the, it, fa- the response was... That no one right. kind of wanted to see that, really. No one wanted to see it. Well, its production budget was $185 million. It made $786.6 million. So it made a lot of money. Um, 
So, yeah, I, I guess they probably thought, well, we can only trick people into this once. <laughs> we'll try I mean, again honest, in 20 years. Honestly, I don't think Shia the Beef could carry that on his own. You know, I, I, I don't hate on Shia the Beef as much as uh, a lot of people do. Um, I, I don't think he's anywhere near as... Comp- I don't think he's anywhere near compelling enough to carry something like Indiana Jones. No, 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 no. Yeah, I, I mean, mean I, I, th- I think Shia, what I'm saying is, I think Shia LaBeouf is actually much better at, at at characters that have a lot going on, that are quite deep, that are conflicted. Like, I think Shia, Shia LaBeouf would, would be fine in, you know, a psychological drama where, you know, he's got a lot to do. But as others have said, <laughs> in, Indiana Jones... He's woken up, he's setting his, his alarm, it's 9am, he's got all the washing up to do before he even <laughs> goes to work. Oh, God. And there was a lot. There is a. Lot. He had people around last night. Oh, it was a successful dinner party, mind. You know, Why did he have to cook the teriyaki? You know how sticky that is, Damien. The dishwasher isn't going to be able to handle that. He has to do this by hand. Oh, well, he knew he needed to soak that dish, but he was carried away. He was pouring that wine and drinking it himself. He was having a good time. He thought it was his time to live. Wait a minute. Is is that a spot of something on his work trousers? He doesn't have time to wash them. Oh no, what a nightmare. But they're already in the press. It's going to be cooked into the fibers. This is his nightmare. <laughs> but but uh, what I mean is this Indiana Jones is 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 very much more the character is very much more about his actions and you know Indiana Jones isn't kind of the most the deepest sort of character in the world. No, it's um, it's far from a nuanced character, I would say. Right, and and you know, I I think that if you're going to do something like that, you need somebody who has a lot of on-screen charisma. You know, someone like Harrison Ford or like Sean Connery or something like that. Yeah, but I mean, I think that's how they pitched it. It's like, well, who do we have? Well, we have Harrison Ford or Sean Connery. All right, <laughs> Harrison <laughs> Ford. Then, yeah, we couldn't have yeah. really thought outside the box there. Maybe looked a little harder. You said yeah, Harrison I, Ford or Sean Connery. <laughs> But 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 Harrison Ford, you can watch him do nothing. Like you you know, you could watch Harrison Ford sit in a car and light a cigarette, and it's interesting. <laughs> whereas where Sheila, but why? No, no, I'm serious. Sheila Booth can't do that. Sheila Booth isn't interesting to watch like that. Mm-hmm. I think for a lot of people, you know, sitting him just do, well doing anything, I think their heckles are up because of all, you know, his his meltdown. People have very right. neg- negative attitudes toward towards him. I kind well, yeah, of yeah. I mean, he he's he's the only person who's ever been diagnosed as allergic to Pepe the Frog. I don't I don't think Shia. So what I'm saying is, I don't think Shia LaBeouf could carry it. Yeah, fair enough. I don't think so either. I well, I I think surely after we can't have been that much long after that before a lot of that stuff started to happen, really. But you know who could have carried it? Kieran Culkin. <laughs> like well, imagine that. Imagine if they went went. Yeah, so I've been thinking about what young Indiana Jones, the next generation of Indiana Jones, needs. It needs, it needs, uh, it needs the next Indy. Indiana Jones's son needs to be a little bit chubby and a little bit, a little bit goth. <laughs> get out! Get the fuck out of my office! <laughs> Says Harrison. So that, is that a, is, is that a yes or a no on 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 the Colkin? Get 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 the fuck out of my office and onto my private plane because we're going places, baby. <laughs> Champagne cigars and coke, baby. That's the rest of your life now. Oh, the, these these cigars are weird. What are these? Ooh, these are champagne cigars. <laughs> very, very moist. <laughs> They're also massive. That's where they get their name. Can you believe that all of these cigars have been in Monica Lewinsky? 
That's why I pay a premium for them. <laughs> My God, she has an unhappy life now. We churn these motherfuckers out. Oh, she really does have an unhappy life. Yeah, I saw her TED talk uh, where she was basically saying it sucks to be Monica Lewinsky, and yeah, I can understand why. <laughs> and it's TED talk, so it's not it's not juvenile. It was a point by point breakdown as to why her life is miserable. She was supposed to talk about depression, but went wildly off track. Oh, she basically was talking about depression. Yeah, I mean, are you serious? Is that like a thing? Yeah, no, she, she's she got a TED Talk, and she she doesn't talk about depression, but she talks about um, shame and, and all of that. And I suppose so, yeah. When that, when that happened. But luckily, you know, as Bill Clinton has said, putting a cigar into somebody else's vagina is not a sexual act. It's just weird. <laughs> it's just fun. It depends if it's lit or not. <laughs> In which case, I'll understand any assault charges. Well, no, if it's, if it's lit... And you put it into somebody's vagina, and then you get, you know, a pair of... All right, which end is in? Which end is inside? Marx Brothers. Glasses and a nose. And, and, you know, if there's a bit of decoration going on, I can see why that's not sexual. (laughs) I would see why that's fucking hilarious. You get some googly eyes on there. (laughs) All right, now shake, shake your waist a little bit. Make those eyes work. Um, So, okay, so you don't think Indiana Jones was too old? No, no. Well, but he's he's waddling about. He can't run. Or I'm not married it, to the idea that he, you know he's he's too old. It's just I didn't. When I was watching the movie, it wasn't a little. It wasn't too okay. much. Too much to. When I was watching the movie, it wasn't too much of a fucking problem for me. Um, it felt like the movie uh, focused on fight scenes with other people, and and he would just kind of like stand in the background. I don't know, kind right. of clapping his hands a little bit. I mean, I, I think they, sh- you know, if they're going to do this, if they're going to get everyone, sorry, if, they, if they're going to be like, okay, well, Indiana Jones is, is this age now, I think they should have got everyone. I think they should have got Sean Connery. I think they should have had an amazing CGI of Denim Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> That's something that fucking bugged me about the movie as well. They had this like statue at the, at the university um, as a sort of tribute to Denim Elliot. And it was just the ugliest fucking statue. Yeah. It barely looked like him. <laughs> the poor fucking guy. <laughs> poor Denim Elliot. Yeah, no, I think I think like Sean Connery, you know, he should have been there, you know, as a ninety year old man. Denim Elliot should have been there as a ninety year old man. Uh they should have got oh, who who's the guy who was in sliders? John Reese Davies. Oh, right. You know, who's like, Ooh, take this little monkey, Indy. Ooh, bad dates. Oh no, indeed, Marcel has killed himself. <laughs> was it called Marcel? Because I seem to remember Marcel was the monkey from Friends. Which I don't totally don't know about because I never watched. Oh, I didn't realise that either. That totally wasn't a reference to Friends or anything. No, no, no of course not. But I, no. I've never seen it. It's for women. <laughs> it's for girls. <laughs> it's for what? What did you say? Gaydos? <laughs> it's for girls. Gaydo. I mean, that sounds like some sort of... Uh, some sort of like hair modeling cream <laughs> with a lot of complaints <laughs> yeah but you've got to use you've got to use a generous amount of gay dough to get you right gay do <laughs> well, well what is it what is it about what is it about the alien angle that is so incongruent with the rest of the movies because the rest of the movies do deal with supernatural stuff yeah, but it uh, was always Galia, or whatever. Yeah, but it was always it was kind of spiritual and kind of had this religious angle, you know, um, that could never be explained. Um, 
You know, right. it just is what it is. It's a, it's it was just, it, yeah, it was just like, I don't know. I've never kind of thought thought of it too much, but I don't know. I kind of feel like with the alien angle, any kind of sci-fi angle with stuff like that. I, I like the Crystal Skull itself wasn't too offensive, um, and it's kind of mind control thing. As long as, but like trying to explain that it came from an alien race that came here and helped the mines. It's like if you try to explain this shit, it loses its charm. And that's what really killed it for me. I could, I can give or take old Harrison for grumbling away, and shuffling around. But as soon as you try to kind of explain it, you can't. You're trying to. It feels to me that you're just trying to imbue it with more weight than a, a cheap swashbuckling adventure deserves. It doesn't need right. to be explained. Stop trying to make it seem plausible. It's the whole point is it's supposed to just be an adventure. Which I think is the same thing that they, the same mistake they made with Star Wars. You know, like the midichlorian stuff. Like, we don't... It doesn't matter. Well, I, I would say most prequels always make that mistake. Right. Um, well, it, well, certainly the same with Alien. I yeah, mean, as, that's the know, biggest as, as offender said, for me. Yeah. You know, the, the whole point... Not the whole point with Alien, but uh, Alien was so interesting because it was this, this alien. Like, what the fuck is it? Where's it from? We don't have time to worry about that. Kill it. Yeah, it was almost like elemental. It was so kind of vague. It's just, it is what it is. That's it. And it's all the wrong type of... Fan service, really? Well, yeah. I mean, I don't listen. I don't think any movies, um, you know, any sequels or prequels kill a good original. I don't think, I don't think uh, Indiana Jones four kills the other three or anything like that because I just I just ignore it. Like I can I can watch Alien and you know I'm not thinking about the events of Alien. You know, I could watch Alien now and I'm not thinking about the events of Alien Covenant. I'm not thinking of oh there were some blue David Camerons who made these weird aliens, I wonder why, sort of thing. I don't care. <laughs> blue David Camerons. Do you not think they look like blue David Camerons? <laughs> like plastic. Yes, they kind of can, Camerons. but I don't... Yeah. You know, when I imagine David Cameron with his top off, I don't see those kind of muscles, man. That kind of build. <laughs> if, you, if they're a bit more stout, you know, I could kind of go that angle. You know, David Cameron... That would be a I... fucking nightmare of a movie. Just all yeah, these whenever... naked blue... David Cameron's all about the place. Whenever I hear the word or the phrase Hufflepuff, I think of David Cameron. And whenever I think of David Cameron, I think of Henry from Thomas the Tank Engine. Explain to, I mean, shamefully, um, I cannot remember anything about Thomas the Tank Engine as much of an avid fan as I was as a child. Um, please explain <laughs> to me. Okay, so so you know there must be there must be a few people that right now googling Henry. Henry looks like the fucking spitting image of Thomas the Tank Engine uh, of David Cameron. There's a, there's a photo I'm looking at of Henry where he looks kind of sad and worried. Uh, <laughs> he <laughs> he really does look like Henry. Particularly uh, Henry really does look like him, particularly when he's sad. Yeah, he does. He does. He's got the he's got the kind of crow's feet and especially the jowls. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's superb. Okay, so what what should Indiana Jones 4 have been then? Fly in the wall kind of um, documentary, because I reckon... Um, <laughs> okay. You it's mean not it really about, about... Yeah, it's it's kind of sort of like a behind-the-scenes uh, thing. Um, so it's like a behind-the-scenes of a movie that they never made. Yeah, but what, what would it... It's going to be like... It, it's sort of like this kind of re- revelatory thing that the crystal skulls that they were they were using weren't actually props. They were like mine relics, and they started to f- like mess with the cast and all this kind of stuff. Um, 
and you see like this kind of candid footage of Shia LaBeouf, you know, in the in the same chair that Indy was tortured in, all this kind of stuff. Um, and it's all this precursor to Shia LaBeouf's massive fucking breakdown. Right, and, and basically it's all a huge excuse for Shia LaBeouf having a breakdown. It's all like, don't worry guys, we know he acted out, but logical explanation, skulls. <laughs> well, as you say, it should have been something kind of supernatural. It should have been they find you know, some some sort of, of you know, tabernacle or something. And, you know, <laughs> deal with that. Toby Jock. Okay, I mean, what about if it was Indiana Jones and Ray Winston and they were looking for the crown jewels for the Queen at the beginning of the film, right. uh, but they stumble on a text leading them on a journey of discovery in Wales uh, and then enjoying English-Welsh trains uh, and locally made ice cream and Welsh hospitality, the two trek across Wales to find King Arthur's predecessor to the Doomsday Book among the exotic backdrop of the Welsh valleys. Can, can Ray Winston, Ray Winston and... Uh, can Carson they Ford, weather the rain Can and they the find? Can they find King Arthur's Book of Taxes from, 18, from 890 or whatever, which are in no way supernatural or beneficial to any political entity, but are quite historically important? Yes, lest we forget, he was an archaeologist first and foremost. The, if it was just Indiana Jones going, "Oh, look, a little bit, a little, little bit of Roman pot," <laughs> Tony, t- Baldrick, come over here. I found a little bit of pot. No, no, Tony, don't hog the pot. We'll share it. We'll pass it on the left hand side. Oh dear, what was that show called? I can't remember. Time teams. Time. Te- I was going to say time wars. Time wars. <laughs> See Indiana Jones pitted against Tony Robinson through beyond eras. I mean, I think that Mick from Time Team would have been a great young Indiana Jones. I'm so <laughs> sorry. I couldn't, I could not laugh as it came out of my mouth. Oh, oh dear. dear. Do you remember Mick? No, I don't. I only remember, uh, I only remember Baldrick. I don't mean Mick. I mean the other one. <laughs> the other one from Time Team. Yeah, Phil Harding. Uh, Phil from Time Team. I'm sure. I'm sure if you're either like not from Britain or you're fucking under thirty, you've no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> or if you are, if you're here at the forty minute mark and you're not dead. So Phil would do all the digging, like, and you'd have all these people standing around, and they'd be like, "Oh yeah, look at a bit of pot, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's Roman, isn't it? Yeah." And then, then when when Time Team got a bit older, they would get these younger archaeologists in, and they would they would be there like brushing things, you know. They'd be at the bottom of this ditch, like, gently brushing soil off. But Phil would be the only guy who would actually do any fucking digging. So it's like, oh, yeah, Phil, can you dig? Can you dig a trench which is, like, 8 foot by 12 foot and 6 foot deep? And we'll, when you do that, Phil, we'll do the brushing. Don't worry, we'll brush the dirt off the pot, but you do the digging, Phil. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we're, we're brewing Earl Grey at the moment. Um, we couldn't possibly, but if you want to just, you know, do it. And he was such a weird dude. And he's like the first dude I ever saw who had kind of long nails. And I thought that was weird when I was a kid. Oh, yeah? yeah. So you remember so much from it that I, yeah. I mean, I've, I've got it up here. I imagine he's the one with the long hair, no? Is Tony Robinson in the image you sent me wearing that hat to discreetly enhance his height? <laughs> I imagine so. Why? Why? I, don't know, I just he... saw his sullen fucking face. If, if if no one else was in that picture apart from Tony Robinson, 
it would it would look like Tony Robinson is going to do some fucking raping. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty fucking harsh, isn't it? Well, he he, he stood dick first. <laughs> you know, I mean, his hips are thrust forward. Yeah, I'm not. You know, I'm not just saying this. I mean, look at it. Yeah, it does. It looks pretty bad. A very visual podcast. This one, I think. Okay. So if you if you're enjoying this as a normal podcast, fuck you. Yeah, it's the time t- the, the time team uh, slideshow. <laughs> it's just us going through time team slides from like 20 years ago, being like, "Oh, he looks a bit weird there." Oh. Yeah, fucking hell! I bet he hasn't aged well. Do you reckon he's still alive? Probably not. Let's hope so. <laughs> Do you reckon, Christ. right, on the next season of Time Team, they're gonna find his body? Wouldn't Jesus that be a laugh, Christ. Damien? It's a window into the future conversation we're going to have about Time Team. <laughs> the Time Team movie, no less. Oh, wow. I've just... Oh, this is... Um, I've got a thumbnail here. One last dig, Mick Aston, Time Team. But it's got the old Channel 4 logo. I haven't seen it in, like, God knows how many years. Wow. Do you remember wow, when it had so the that... coloured bu- coloured bars? Okay, well, do you have any any ideas of what Indiana Jones 4 could have been? <laughs> <laughs> I'm completely derailed. I've I've looked at way too much time team to give you a cohesive answer there. I'm we afraid. Talked about Alien, then obviously that led naturally yeah. to Thomas the Tank Engine, and then time team. <laughs> what should I call this one then? Uh, fucking Indiana Jones and other tangents. <laughs> no, just Indiana Jones. Why did we bother? Well, what about if uh, the intro to Indiana Jones Four is just Indiana Jones saying, "I don't, you know, being my age, I don't do much field work anymore." And then it's just him pottering about in his office <laughs> for two and a half hours. Yeah, it kind of slowly merges into something akin to like about Schmidt. It's just this, you know, this guy in his autumn years kind of dealing yeah. with well nothing anymore, really, and yeah. just kind of coming to terms with it. Yeah, instead of instead of the Indiana Jones not being old, it's all about Indiana Jones being old. He doesn't go on an adventure or anything. He just comes to the realization that he's going to have to retire soon. And then the next major step in his life after retirement is going to be his death. Yeah. And there's nothing he can do. And it's very, very sad. Yeah. I mean, well, one of the things that we, you know, take for granted is, is um, was as glamorous as those adventures were. You know, there was no mo- there was no profit and there was no money. He was not. No, he I mean, re- all he, he got from that was these a bad artifacts. Back. But, you know, he, he went back to a teacher's wage, you know, back in, back to, you know. Back to, yeah. Went back to a teacher's wage. All he had to show for it was, you know, a little bit of rheumatism. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was kind of implied that he was, you know, crushing ass left and right with his students. Um, maybe he was fighting disgrace um, for, you know, <laughs> illicit relationships. Um, we don't, we, this is what, you know, we can find out. No, I, I, think, I think it would be even more tragic if it was Indiana Jones gets fired for, ha- for having an affair with a student, but he never had an affair with her at all. He rebuffed her. And she got revenge on him by saying that they'd been having an affair or whatever. And he gets sacked. He doesn't get his pension because of this. And it ends with him in a bedsit drinking half a bottle of vodka a day. Yeah. I and mean, it kind of explores, um, he, you know, because of and that's his when up he, at this point. That's when he breaks into the museum and he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my artifacts back. Yeehaw, Indiana Jones. And that's when, that's when Ben Stiller says, oh, you young man, stop right there. And they go on an adventure together and they fly around and there's Hank Azera pretending to be Imhotep and everything. And it's not its not an awful movie at all. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, that movie you're talking about wasn't awful either. 
No, you mean Indiana <laughs> Jones 4? <laughs> Indiana Jones 4, a night at a museum. <laughs> no, just, you know, in his uh, his elderly kind of uh, dementia, he breaks in, like, during the day. He's, like, instantly apprehended and taken home. He busts through the front door like, ha ha! Like, come with us, sir. <laughs> He doesn't even commit a crime. He doesn't cross any barriers or anything. They just they just turn him around and wish him good luck. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can see quite clearly that he hasn't done his trousers up. You know, flies down, buttons undone. He's wearing pants. It's not, it's not explicit or anything like that. They just know it's about to get a little bit out of hand. And they kind of, they deal with the problem before it's a problem. I mean, you know, the, uh, the museum security did a fantastic job this time around. But uh, Indy is less than... Is less than uh, less than amused. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm trying to th- trying to think of another kind of storyline for Indiana Jones. I mean, I don't think there is one really. I think I think I I think the Crystal Skull thing isn't very good, but I also don't think it's the worst story they could have given him. I think just the way it was handled was was pretty bad. So you reckon the museum heist after uh, an apparent sexual, you know, a, a false sexual misconduct in his. Uh job is the the right way to go well they could have, they could have rounded off their series by indiana jones realizing that all these amazing artifacts that they've you know very much like the british museum that these museums in america now have those artifacts don't really belong there they don't belong in a museum they belong where they were and maybe maybe it's all about getting that gold idol that we see at the beginning of raiders back to where it was yeah, but he's not like delivering it with any grace. He just kind of gets in the vague ballpark and just launches it with a bat. <laughs> he just he just flies over it in a biplane and drops it out of the window. <laughs> so you can have that classic indie uh, montage where you've got the map and the red line as it traces around the globe. You just hear the sound of shattering pots and glass. And because it, it, he dropped because he's he's flying over Delaware, Delaware. He just drops it through somebody's skylight. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um. No, but. but but and Tony know, Robinson's I, on the ground and he's like trying to dig all this shit up because he's, you know, he, he's become, you know, quite green-eyed at this point. Tony Robinson could be the next Indiana Jones. No, he's the next villain, surely. Yeah, we he's quite villainous. Do- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got the right face for it. You put him in a long, dark trench coat. I don't want to be anywhere near that. Well, it can't be too long. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, all those in glass houses. <laughs> no, but he could he could go back into into the place where he well he stole the golden idol from. He could go back in there and kind of like realize what what a mess he's made of all this. Kind of like <laughs> oh fuck, all these traps don't work and everything. Like, like the that. indigenous tribe, particularly the first the beginning of the first movie, but they go into com- complete disarray. He he goes back years later and all he finds is this mass grave where he can see that. Like, <laughs> 200 people just ate themselves alive. No, no, no. I, th- I think it's the opposite. I think he lands, you know, in that airstrip again, and then he's kind of sneaking around, and he finds the entrance to this cave, and then he hears this weird kind of, like, ringing, and it's one of these tribes people, but they're in a kind of, like, tatty T-shirt, and they've got, like, an ice cream stand, and they've just been completely westernized. And, they, you know, they don't have a lot of money, but, they, you know, they have, you know, all their boats have motors on them and stuff like that now. Oh, and they, 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 they plead with Indy, you know. They could have like a, um, a kind of a tourist economy if he delivers the idol back and they can, you know, build better homes for themselves. 
And in Indiana Jones is is like, well, you know, you've got Western medicine now, and they're like, yeah, that helps us fight all the disease we've got now, and you know, half of our men are alcoholics now, and all of that. But yeah, great. <laughs> Indy Five, the humanitarian crusade. Because what that golden golden idol was doing was it was keeping Pepsi out of that tribe's area. Because without <laughs> that, Pepsi came right in and modernized it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. it was a. Uh... It's undefended territory after that. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I kind of, I'm, That's kind of a genuine offering, though. I mean, I think if Indiana Jones had kind of thought, I'm going to break into the British Museum and repatriate some mummies, I think that'd be quite interesting. I mean, <laughs> maybe something more sensible than that, but yeah, maybe. No, 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 no. I think we can go exactly as sensible as that. I kind of want to see him with two mummies over his back and maybe set a little bit of slapstick comedy as he drops it, you know, little, maybe the head drops off or something. Or maybe a finger at first, he's like, oh, and then, you know, <laughs> because it gets worse and then he, and he has to glue it back together. And he's like, sorry for, the, you know, offending your cult, violating your culture. But woohoo, woohoo. Oh, it always leads back to uh, back to time team. I mean, the people at home don't know. But as soon as we we stop this podcast, we're instantly talking about time team. Did, oh. did that person in that film look like someone from time team? Did you get a time team vibe from that film? It's all about time team. <laughs> That's how we measure movies on the time team scale. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think Time Team is a bit kind of a bit nineties now. I think it should be Time Squad. <laughs> I was saying oh, it should be Time Wars. You know, Time Wars. they're fighting against the past. The past wants to be forgotten, but the present won't let it. So they like dig up, dig up, dig something up. And they're like, I, it's been years since I've seen a a, a a Greco part in such condition. Smash! <laughs> Another victory! <laughs> Another victory against the past. Oh my God! Is this is this a letter from Emily Bronte that no one's ever seen before? <laughs> okay, so you have been listening to the George Rockle Schmidt Show. Thank you very much for listening. I'm not reading this or anything like that. Uh, next time we're not doing a film. I mean, well, this time we didn't do a film either. Uh, we are. <laughs> we're talking. I think about you should put that disclaimer at the beginning of the show as well. Actually, <laughs> at the beginning of every show. You know the title? Yeah, we're not talking about that. Uh, we're talking next week about the art of Ringo Starr. Look it up or don't. I don't care. Goodbye. 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 Good. That was that done. Fuck off. <laughs>